You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into a Friday edition of the podcast. Hope you all are doing great. A busy show ahead here on Locked On Utes. But it is, of course, the weekend edition of the podcast. Brian, what do you got for us? Jake, you know Fridays. There's not a lot to talk about. There's nothing going on over the weekend. And we definitely didn't get any out-of-nowhere breaking news Thursday night. No, never, never, absolutely not. No, no, actually we did. Brandon Cahoe. Who would do uh, that in the world? Brandon Cahoe transferred from Alabama, announcing he's going to join the Utah football program. We'll break that down. I think this is a pretty decent pickup, if not an outstanding pickup. We'll examine that. Uh, Utah basketball loses to UCLA. We'll try and break that down, give you some of our insight on that. And, of course, look ahead to a busy weekend for other Utah programs in action. So plenty to get to ahead on today's show. It is all brought to you today by our good friends at betonline.ag. We'll tell you a little more about them later on in the show. Brian, what do you say? Without further ado, should we get going here? Yeah, it was called the 80s. Ford was president, Nixon was in the White House, and FDR was running this country into the ground. All right, let's do this thing. This is the Locked On Utes podcast for February 26th, 2021. Again, welcome into Locked On Utes, your daily podcast focused on all things Utah. I'm Jay Catch. That is Brian Brown, and we are, of course, your co-host tandem covering the Utes every single day as part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Brian, you quoted out cold for me, so you made my day already in the first, what, minute 30 of this podcast, but let's get the bad or downer news out of the way first. What do you say? We got no choice, Jake. We we gotta do it. We gotta we gotta fight back. We gotta fight the powers that be and talk about what happened Thursday night at the Huntsman Center. Yeah, so Utah, the final score, UCLA beats the Utes seventy six to sixty one. And let me let me kind of get this out of the way first here, Brian, and let's see if you agree with it. I felt like this was a game of two halves. I felt like Utah, for the most part in the first half, went toe-to-toe with the Bruins, hung with them, but in the second half, UCLA just ran away and hid, and they were aided by the fact that they shot 55.4% from the field, 57.9% from beyond the arc. Pretty impressive shooting performance in Salt Lake City on the road by the Bruins. But I just felt like in the second half, Utah was outgunned and just couldn't keep pace. This is a UCLA team that, as I was talking with a a member of my family, uh, they play defense, Mm -hmm. and that's new for UCLA. And it was evident as they tightened down in the second half that this looked more like December, January Utah than the February and late you know, late January team that we'd seen that had started to make progress. I think some of that is just Utah didn't shoot great from the, from the floor, um, you know, 44%, which, okay. I mean, I guess that's okay, but not for this team playing against UCLA where they really needed to be better. And I think, you know, turnovers kind of a problem again, where they had nine turnovers again, but the biggest thing I think is that this team 
that has been so dependent upon getting buckets at the rim and getting to the foul line, didn't shoot a single free throw. And that really made it hard to keep up with UCLA. And I think that when you go player for player, Utah's just outmatched. Yeah, uh, Ben Bolch, who covers UCLA Athletics for the LA Times, if I'm not mistaken, I, he noted that Utah did not attempt a free throw. It is the first time UCLA has held an opponent without one since they faced Delaware State way back on November 19th. 2005. So it's been a real long time since that happened for the Bruins, but I'm with you. This was a relative to how normal games seem to play out. 44% shooting is actually not bad, but when your opponent is shooting 11 percentage points higher than you, they're shooting over 55% from the field. Yeah, you're, you're going to struggle in that. And just a difficult, difficult night for Larry Kriskoviak and his team. And predictably, Twitter took t- took this loss in stride. Oh, wait. No, they didn't. Yeah, and Utah fans are fed up, and I get it. But I think the problem is that there's not a whole lot that can be done right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so it becomes this vent session of things have to change, and and we got to get rid of Kraskoviak. And, and I don't – like, we've talked about it a million times on here, right? Neither of us disagree with that. Neither of us disagree with the opinions, you know? Yeah. Uh, like – I, I'm never going to be somebody that calls for someone else's jobs, but I think the problem is is that the conversation has has shifted well beyond what can Larry Kraskoviak do with this team. I, I think the issue is is that Utah fans um, they have to understand what the program is facing. Right, thirty five yeah. million dollar deficit going into twenty twenty one. You're on the hook for about forty five million dollars for the north end zone expansion on the stadium so to add a 10 million dollar buyout to that coming out of that kind of red territory it's a really tough pill to swallow and and so i think especially given that the team for the most part up until this point had showed some progress so it's it's frustrating to be a fan like i think you and i are both frustrated watching these games it it just feels like the inevitable is is going to happen where they're going to either find some way to give it away or else they're just going to get run off the floor right now. And my rallying call all season long has been, well, let's see what happens in the next game. At this point, does it even matter? Well, you know, I mean, you want yeah. to show up, but. Well, see, and I think the one thing, and this is, it's kind of a trite point to make, is it, up next is UCLA. The number 18 rank, 19 ranked Trojans come to the Huntsman Center, uh, 6 o'clock on ESPN2 tomorrow. And. I'm going to make this point that you can still play spoiler, and that can be something that Larry Kriskoviak can preach to his guys. But at this level of basketball, Brian, the quote-unquote playing spoiler role just doesn't seem to hold the, uh, I don't know, the the water, the weight that it might hold at another level of basketball. So it's going to be an interesting matchup, obviously. The Trojans, they're battling with UCLA atop the standings in the Pac-12, and they're kind of going back and forth, night in and night out, seeing who can stay atop the standings. But it's going to be a tough one again tomorrow night. And I'm with you that there's part of us, I think you and I, and I think there's many fans out there listening to this, probably are also all thinking, you know what, does it really matter uh, what ultimately plays out here? I'm going to watch the games regardless. That's that's what that's, I've committed to That's our to job. Do. Yeah, that's our yeah. job, yes. But at this point in time, it, it comes down to how much do I really invest in, in trying to analyze this team when 
there's so many questions that we asked at the beginning of the year that still kind of go unanswered. Like, what's your best five-man lineup? Who are your starters going into next season? Who, you know, how many guys have really improved this year? I think there's a handful, right? Like, what happened to Ryland Jones? He was supposed to be a guy that was supposed to be a big-time contributor, and we saw him tonight, but he looked rusty. And yeah. that's to be, a, you know, understood, considering that he's been out for, what is it, three or four games now? Three games, I think, in all. Yeah. And then we didn't see Mickey Antonin, and I think that did hurt Utah a lot on the boards, too. He he was a guy that in the first matchup, I felt, did have a really big impact in that game. It was a much closer affair. But I think if you're comparing these two teams, it's clear that UCLA has gone a lot further in terms of progressing than Utah. Yeah. For, it just based strictly on scoring margin, right? Yeah, absolutely. So we'll have to wait and see what happens against uh, USC tomorrow night. I, I do think it's an interesting matchup. The Trojans, the Mobley brothers, very, very talented. Uh, they're hoping to have one of those dream seasons that hasn't happened under Andy Enfield quite yet during his tenure as head coach down there. But it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, let's turn our attention, though, to some good news on the football front. How about, how about that, Brian? Should we have some fun now and turn it to the positive side of things? I would love nothing more than to talk about something that that I can't get upset about and let's let's we're going to talk about one thing that I absolutely do love mm-hmm. and that's bet online. Yep. So and what then it after is, that, yeah. So we'll after get, that, we got big news. Yeah, we got big news. We'll get to the Utah uh, football side of things here in a moment. Let's talk about Bet Online for a moment here. Obviously, Brian and I, we've become big fans of using Bet Online for all of our sports betting needs. We want to encourage you guys to take advantage of it as well. Obviously, the football season is over, but the NBA is well underway. College basketball ongoing. We just talked about Utah playing college hoops, NHL hockey, baseball's on its way. You can bet on golf, and the best part about Bet Online, Brian, doesn't have to be just strictly sports. If you want to bet on award shows reality tv they have got you covered and it's the fastest safest and easiest way to go about your sports wagering needs we're back on our parlay every day jake but we're doubling down this time we're spreading out okay we're modifying the best part about bet online is the fact that they cover everything right mm-hmm. even award shows we talked about it and so we're going to just go ahead and start throwing different things out there and get back to where we need to be just like the Utah Athletics Department, we want to be back in the black. You're going in hard on the Golden Globes. I know that. So get online. You can go to Ted bet Lasso, on- baby. <laughs> you can go to Bet Online. Sweet. It's a great, great show, by the way. You can go to betonline.ag. Sign up for a free account now. While you're there, when you make your first deposit, use the promo code Locked On and get a 50% welcome bonus. Yes, free money, courtesy of our friends at Bet Online. The only way to do it is use that promo code Locked On when you make that first deposit. Take advantage of it now. It's all courtesy of our friends at Bet online your online sportsbook experts Folks, you guys know that we cover the Utah Utes every single day here on this podcast, but if you want more of an expansive look at the entire sports universe, we'd encourage you guys to download the Locked On Today podcast. It is hosted by Peter Bukowski, does a masterful job giving you that overall look at the biggest stories, the opinions, the topics you want to know about the sports world in general. It's available wherever you get your podcast, just like this one. Make sure you download it. It's 20 minutes or less, by the way. It's it's a quick podcast getting you up to speed. That's the Locked On Today podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 
All right, Brian, as we tease, let's talk some Utah football. A bit of a a stunner last night when this came out on social media, but Brandon Cahoe, the transfer from Alabama, announces that he will be a Utah Ute. And here we thought that Cam Gardner announcing that he was entering the transfer portal was going to be the big news we were talking about today, right? Yeah, Cam Gardner, by the way, for those of you who didn't see it, he has entered the NCAA transfer portal. I do have a source that has access to the portal, confirms that he is in there. And he moves on, a modern-day prospect uh, who came to Utah as a walk-on, if I recall correctly, Brian. Now moving on with his career, we wish him nothing but the best. But yes, we thought that was going to be one of the topics we were going to talk about. And then Brandon Cahoe said, you know what, I'm a four-star prospect. Why don't I just upstage it all? One that was really under the radar. And typically we have a little bit of a heads up or a, an idea that something like this is coming. And this one was a real blind side. So for anybody who maybe subscribes at youthzone.com or saw the gifts throughout the recruiting cycle last year, this was a true ninja move by the Utah recruiting team and Utah football. Cahill comes to Utah via Alabama, via Washington, uh, Played for played in 33 games there, or excuse me, 40 games, had 33 tackles, mm-hmm. blocked three kicks, returned one of those kicks for a touchdown. Never really established himself as a starter at Alabama, but was a very, very talented recruit coming out of high school. Number one overall prospect it at the inside linebacker position, 21st nationally per the 24-7 sports uh rankings. And at one point in time, a BYU commitment, right? Yeah, it was a verbal commitment for actually well over a year at one point during his high school playing days in the Reno area out there in Nevada. But yes, went to Washington for a short time, decided it wasn't for him, decided to transfer, ends up at Alabama. Funny enough, Brian, ends up being the special teams player of the year for the Crimson Tide. And I think my thought is, yes, he. I think he enjoyed, of course, playing for Alabama, your national championship contender. But I think he realized that he wanted to have a bigger impact and to kind of expand his role playing the sport he loves. Because as you mentioned, he was one of the top-rated players in his respective recruiting class. And he comes to Utah, and I think he'll be expecting, yes, I can reprise my role on special teams, but also hopefully step in and be able to get more playing time on the defensive side of the football actually playing linebacker. His announcement stated it's up there and it's stuck there. Believe this one personal. And then it's a picture of him, you know, with the Photoshopped Utah uniform on there. But I think that he's walking into a situation as a junior, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm assuming that he's a graduate transfer. At this point, I think the waiver is just going to go through no matter what. I don't think the NCAA can hold kids to that after everything that's happened. So he'll be a three to play two, meaning that he'll have three years of eligibility to play actually for two years, still has a redshirt year intact. And I think he's probably looking at the situation at Utah and seeing that Nephi Sewell and Devin Lloyd more than likely will be moving on after the 2021 season. And so that gives him an opportunity to rotate. There is not, we just wrapped our preview review for the review preview for the linebacking position. And, and, there's not a lot of depth returning mm-hmm. uh, walk on now on scholarship, Hayden Fury, Moroni and I, that's, that's pretty much it. Uh, Andrew Mataafa and Jeremy Mercier, uh, but a lot of good young linebackers coming in. And so I'm sure he's looking at the situation at Utah and thinking to himself, that's a place where I can go and I can play. And I think this is actually a very good pickup based on exactly what you just said right there, because 
immediately I, I thought of that. We had just done this position review preview talking linebackers, and you were right. The the depth just seems suspect. And this is a kid. I'm with you. He probably looked at the situation of the different schools he was looking at. I, I can report this. I know that BYU reached out to him. Uh, obviously, he had those re- recruiting ties to the Brigham Young University football program. Also had ties to San Diego State as well. Uh, but... I think Utah, he probably looked at the situation, like you mentioned, realized, okay, there's a chance here where I could step in and hopefully find myself in the 2D pretty quickly here and be playing a bigger role as I try and uh, live my dream playing linebacker. And obviously, these are all young men who are pursuing the dream of playing in the pro ranks. So I completely understand what his thinking is coming to Utah and expecting, you know what, I can expand my role here, my impact, and hopefully uh, get myself onto the NFL radar. Utah's got that reputation now with these kinds of players, right? Where you can go there, you can rehab, you can you can go play and, and develop under their system. And NFL teams are going to give you a shot. At Alabama, he's probably just going to languish behind guys if he hasn't pulled a spot by now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's closer to home, and maybe that played a factor in it as well. Hard to say. I, I like the fact that he was such a strong contributor on special teams. A friend of mine used to say that special teams is where you show where your heart is. Sure. And that's because usually special teams come after either a big stop or a turnover or, you know, a touchdown or something like that. And so the guys who get out there and hustle on special teams usually do still have something left to give. Uh, Keho is an incredibly athletic prospect at linebacker, 6'1", 218, Mm -hmm. runs a 4'6", 40. He's a guy that should fit in well into that rover position for the University of Utah. Uh, I I would imagine that as Utah slots guys that this adds, you know, pushes Devin Lloyd over to his best position, which is the Mike linebacking position. And then Keho will step into the, the, the rover position, but it also gives them some flexibility too with what they play and downs and, and everything like that. Utah has really been good over the years of adjusting their scheme from week to week and, and to their personnel. And this gives them depth. It gives them an athlete to play with, and it gives them a little bit more breathing room with so many incoming freshman linebacker prospects. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I think this is a home run addition, just adding to, by the way, the overall just additions of the transfer portal Utah has made a ton of hay in that department this offseason, Brian. And I, I, I got to tip my cap to the recruiting department, Kyle Whittingham and his staff up there at Utah. It's a pretty impressive showing for them, mining the transfer portal for a bunch of four-star talent that, in my opinion, should come in and play immediately and fill in pretty important roles across this entire program. And we talked a few weeks ago about uh, Buki Radley Hiles, mm-hmm. uh, Hadley Riles. Boy, I'm just butchering everything tonight, Jake. It's okay. uh, this morning, whatever. Um, you know, and, and that's that's how crazy and how quickly things can change in this game. And and you know, that was the one that we were both hearing that was more than likely a done deal. That he was likely to come in the summertime for the exact same reasons. And then on the 19th of February, here comes Brandon Cahoe. Uh, Ale Keho, if, if you want to go with his his Polynesian name. It depends on which. Like, I know at Alabama they called him Ale, but he was Brandon Cahoe his like, entire life playing there in Reno. Like I interviewed him once upon a time when I covered BYU recruiting, and I called him Brandon. So I, 
Ale, Brandon, whatever. You call him whatever you will, but I think this is a masterful addition. And you, you're right. I think it was kind of a stealthy addition by Utah here to, to snap him up. And there's clearly a relationship there from previous. And, yeah. and he was never committed to Utah. They were obviously in the game with him. Even when he was committed to BYU, mm-hmm. he chose Washington, decided to make a change due to family circumstances. People can snicker and say what they want about that one. Uh, I think anybody who really knows what was going on understands why he made the change and why he made the move. Um, but he is, it's, Utah just continues to shore up the positions that may still have a, a, a hole here or there. You know, I, I thought the Buki uh, possibility was, was kind of a little bit strange because they do feel like they're pretty well saturated at cornerback already and, and safety mm-hmm. as well. Linebacker does feel like it is a little bit thinner just simply because most of that position group will be incoming freshmen this year with Ethan Calvert and Mason Tufanga and uh, Trey Reynolds and the, uh, you know, the, the predetermined or potential departure of Sione Foto there. Yeah. So the one thing I, the one last thing I want to mention on this front is by the way, Keho has played at a national championship caliber program. He can bring in a bunch of that experience because he, when you play for Nick Saban, you are trained every single day with the eye looking at it. You know what? We're going for a national title here. So that is the one thing he can bring to this program and say, guys, you see this ring or rings I've got? Guess what? I'm gonna I'm gonna teach you what I learned from. Nick Saban, the coaching staff I had at Alabama, and hopefully it can wear off on some of his teammates and help them hopefully make a push towards a Pac-12 championship. Alabama is the same at Utah in the sense that you're competing every single day for a spot, and and there is no room for error and no room for falling out of of that rotation and, and, and no very, very little room for, you know, any kind of, struggle or anything like that. And I think that's where Cahill really uh, just never was able to make it through. But like you said, he's coming from a culture and coming to a culture at Utah that is very, very similar. Yeah, so we will see. But congratulations to Utah. They've done a great job mining the transfer portal for talent. And, yeah, Brandon Cahill or Ali Cahill, just the latest in that run here for the Utes. All right, uh, we will wrap up this podcast, let you guys know a little bit more about what's going to happen this weekend with the other Utah programs, uh, women's gymnastics, Utes baseball, the Ping and Utes. By the way, Wanted to give you and our good friend uh, Lundy a tip of the cap. Yesterday's podcast, while I was uh, busy with some other duties, was awesome. It was fun to hear about the Utah baseball program, so tip of the cap to you two on that. Uh, So we'll touch on all that here in just a moment. We do have one request, though, Brian, for our listeners. We want you guys to leave us a rating and review, especially on Apple Podcasts. As Brian says, there's only one rating we want, though. Five stars. That's it. Just like your transfer prospects, Jake. All you want are five stars. <laughs> if you can manage it, yes, that's all you want. But leave us a five-star rating. Leave us a five-star rating and then leave us a comment or two what you like about the show in the comments section. It helps us. We enjoy the feedback. Love hearing from you guys. And your guys' support is what makes this go. So big thank you in advance for your support of Locked on Utes. Brian, as is kind of our custom here on the Friday editions of the show, it, we really it, 
it's become a look ahead to the weekend schedule of where you can find the various Utah Utes athletic programs in action. And this spring, it is nonstop, it feels like. It seems like there is no shortage of options for you to watch the Utes in action in various sports across the spectrum. Jake, it's been an exciting spring for a lot of different sports. We've where the basketball men's basketball team really hasn't been as great as we hoped they would be. The women's volleyball team has been fantastic. Uh, unfortunately, their undefeated season was ended Thursday night at Washington, where the number nine ranked Huskies were sweeping the Utes off the court but they'll bounce back on Saturday and have a chance to extract their revenge against the Huskies. That one will be uh, at, at 12 PM mountain time, I believe on the PAC 12 network. Yeah. By the way, if any of you out there listening to this podcast have not watched the women's volleyball program, at the university of Utah in action this year, I would highly encourage you to take advantage and watch. Yes. Tough loss last night. You never want to be swept uh, going on the road, et cetera, and have that, perfect start to the season uh, wrecked but nonetheless Danny Drews the rest of the Utah women's volleyball program they are a ton of fun to watch it's high level volleyball and yeah hopefully they can exact some revenge against Washington tomorrow but regardless take advantage watch this program because it's a very special team in my opinion and it's a busy Friday as well where you're going to have the gymnastics team competing against Cal. That one will be at 7 p.m. also on the Pac-12 network. And you'll have the baseball team being action at Loyola Marymount down in California. That one starts at 7 p.m. Mountain Time on Friday. They'll play a three-game series there against Loyola Marymount. And to tap it all off, top it all off, I should say, lacrosse will be in action on the road. Uh, the Road Warrior lacrosse team mm-hmm. playing Loyola out in Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, that time will be TBD. Uh, you can go to the utahutes.com and find streams for most of those sports. But it's an exciting time to be a fan of Utah athletics. And if something isn't quite tickling your fancy, then you can find something else to watch. Like you said, I, I love watching the, the volleyball matches. And gymnastics is an incredible demonstration of, of athleticism. So go out and find whatever it is that you're looking for. And we'll keep telling you about it. Yeah. See, and that's the fun part about it. Obviously the lacrosse program, you mentioned the fact that they're road warriors, but guess what? They're playing high level competition. Isn't Loyola ranked with the 11 in the country, I, I believe. So just another one of those opponents that you're going to see high level lacrosse. That's the fun part about competing in the Pac-12 and competing at the level that Utah's competing at. You're seeing high-level competition across all the different sports, and it, it's just fun. It, plain and simple, it, it is fun to sit back and watch all these various sports in action. Jake, there's so much going on that you and I have a hard time keeping up with all of it. You think? I, I do I do a BYU <laughs> and Utah podcast. Oh, and by the way, I do one on Dixie State, too. I've got plenty on my plate. Plug those podcasts, baby. Yep. No, so plenty to track, and of course, we'll recap it all on Monday. Uh, We'll recap whatever happens against USC for the men's basketball program. We'll also recap all the other sports that are in action. Who knows? Maybe they'll have another transfer portal target emerge and commit to the program over the weekend. We don't know what to expect, but guess what? You know this. You can expect that we will be back on Monday with another full edition of Locked on Utes, getting you ready for the week ahead. Plenty more to talk about. We're hoping at some point, by the way, to hear about spring ball when it comes to the Utah football program. Maybe at some point we'll have a date on that and we can begin our really 
a countdown to that. But nonetheless, we'll have it all covered for you. Hoping for an announcement soon about the 2021 football schedule as well from the Pac-12 offices. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I've been hearing that that's probably coming shortly as well. So yeah, there is plenty to cover. So stay with us. Enjoy whatever's left of your weekend whenever you hear this, guys. I hope you all are doing well. And Brian, can you send us out with another great quote from that old classic, Out Cold, just to make my Friday even that much better? You know, the Eskimo have nine words for a hell mooch stuck in a hot tub. Hell, they only have eight words for snow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Makes my day. I'm going to go watch Out Cold right now. All right, everybody. Enjoy your weekend. This has been the Locked On Utes podcast for February 26, 2021. And we will talk to you guys on Monday.